Hello, everybody, and welcome to Best Behavior Creative Club. It's a podcast about and with and for the people that make things and make things happen. I'm your host, Chris McAdoo. I'm a creative director at Design Sensory, uh, a, uh, an advertising agency based in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we are happy to bring you, well, happy is a weird word, um, sort of honored to bring you a new, um, a new interview um, that I am uh, doing with Joseph Nother, our founder and executive creative director in what I would say is the middle of some of the weirdest times of our lives. And of course, I'm speaking about COVID-19. Um, we had some really fun, really great episodes um, kind of coming up in the can with some wonderful people that we hope to bring back on the other side of this. But we felt like that wasn't, it wasn't the time for that, right? Um, but it is the time for content that drives, inspires, and lifts people up. So um, we had recorded an intro last week to <laughs> to some of those interviews that we decided to just basically take um, take the spirit of those intros and make them into a full episode to kind of let you know where our heads are at right now. Um, behind like what it takes to fulfill creative promise and just for all you creatives out there and particularly in our hometown in Knoxville, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee and across Tennessee um, just to, 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 to do whatever we can to bring folks together and to give that sense of, of hope, of empathy, of grace towards each other and grace towards those makers right? The folks that are out there creating both on their own behalf and on the behalf of others. Um, so another note about this episode is that uh, very, very little editing is about to be done. I'm in a room. Um, we have, we're six feet apart <laughs> with, uh, with Joseph. Hey, Joseph. Hey, how are you doing? There we go. Um, and, and Brad is hanging out, um, doing all the producing. Um, you've uh, checked our distance too, right? We have, I actually have, my wife is an architect and I actually have a, uh, a distance, uh, little checker, a clicker, if you will. Oh, Brad's eight feet away. Um, <laughs> But yeah, anyway, so as soon as we're done with this, uh, it is, uh, it's April 8th, so there's going to be some uh, edits that we would normally clean up. There's going to be that kind of thing, but I want to get this out, and I just really, really want to have this conversation. Um, so as soon as it's edited, we are, or as soon as we're done, um, we are releasing it. So Joseph, another um, welcome to Best Behavior. Well, your your timing is impeccable, Chris. Yeah. We started this when when was our first episode? Was it last? I think September or October last year, right? Yeah, you were our first. Yeah, our first episode. And one of the things, like, we were kind of winding down season one, and we're about to go into this. Like, right. all right, well, what worked? What didn't? What do we want to do better? What kind of um, sponsors are interested? There's all of these conversations that we were having that are essentially like. Well, let's just have those conversations later. Yeah, we, we, I, you know, just thinking back to where we were back in the fall and, and then to where we've come now and where everybody is, it, it's, uh, it's very sobering to, to have this conversation. You know, we, we were talking about it. Uh, well, let me just say, first of all, I, I really appreciate 
the fact that we can get together and talk. Um, it, it's been in many ways a lonely several weeks um, because Design Sensory has gone virtual and remote. Uh, we adopted that practice, I want to say, either two or three weeks ago, but well before any of the stay at home uh, mandates were put in place out of an abundance of caution for uh, our, our team. Um, and so, yeah, it's been it's been difficult to to uh, to acclimate to the status quo when, you know, you really enjoy who you work with and who you see every day and all of the energy that, you know, as, as a creative anyway, all the energy that you get um, by being around other people like that. So, um, yeah, we could have not thought about having this conversation in, in these times. Um, it's a bit of a selfish thing in many ways we were talking about having, you know, getting the chance to talk like this because we've, we've, there's not been a lot of conversations like this, right? It's been over Google chat or hangouts or <laughs> text or email. Um, and so there's maybe a, a kernel of selfishness in, in, in having this conversation, but hopefully um, at the end of this, for everybody listening, uh, this will be uh, still a quite inspiring and hope-filled um, conversation. Well, the one thing that I, I think that w that we as an organization have adapted to very quickly um, is asynchronous communication. Mm -hmm. So I, I do want to, we're going to talk about a few things this episode, um, some from a high level. What do we, wh how are we going to reorient ourselves? How are we going to, what are we going to care about when all this is going on and when it's on the other side? But then also, um, I think people would be really interested to know from a tactical level, like Joseph, we've got 40 people, right? And they're spread all over the place and some are spread thin. And so, you know, we, we're, we're doing all this and we have now gone into this asynchronous communication through base camp, through hangouts, through all of these things. And what are some of the things that you feel like we have been doing well, right? right. And sure. what are some of the things that we're still adjusting to what this quote unquote new normal looks like? Yeah. So, I mean, I think the first thing to be said on any of that is that, and, you know, I've had, I've had a, a lot of other conversations, you know, I've got that other side po podcast on innovation, talking to people uh, about how they've adapted and, and what they take away from that. And, and so, you know, I think that for us, um, I'm a believer, well, you don't have to believe it or not, right? I, I believe that you, you have experiences and you, you are, you are the summation of those experiences. So collectively, I know everybody's looking at this and potentially looking at it from the negative standpoint. I, I look at this as adverse times that will build a collective character. And we, we all in some ways don't need to just rush right through this and get back to where we were. There, there's never getting back to where we were. We ought to look at this as a period of time where we've learned more about ourselves and, and how we relate with each other and our teams. And, and then when we get to the other side of this tunnel, we're, we're different and potentially better for it in many ways. And we don't want to lose that. So to answer your question, um, you know, I think, first of all, everybody has been more graceful, I think, with each other. They've been more empathetic. Uh, you know, I'm 39. I I'm a zennial. So I come at it from the standpoint of I remember life before smartphones. You know, it was a little slower. It, 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 it was a little more detached. You had the chance to enjoy, I, I, I felt more, more moments with yourself and, and, and just, and just the quietness of some of that. It reminds me a little bit of that when, when I was in my, in my teens. 
Um, and and I and in some ways, what I'm hoping is that even though we all are leaning on digital technology right now, content, um, social media, you know, we're all leaning on that to escape and to entertain and to stay informed. Um, my hope is that we're we're also getting a, 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 a getting a taste potentially of what the world was like when we weren't all running around with our heads cut off chasing our tails that that there, there's a sense that you know if we just slow things down a little bit life can be much better for everybody <laughs> you know that we're not all so demanding of everybody um, in the moment on the phone customer service you know everybody's getting, been given a a wonderful like pass almost, you know, Delta, I'm sorry, we'll get to you, but it may take some time. We're over, we're overwhelmed right now or the bank, um, you know, or your bills. Like there's a certain just amount of collective forgiveness and grace that has had to be applied, you know, because of this. And you kind of wish someone that's stayed, um, you know, when we get through this. So I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place here, but I think to your point of view, with respect to design censoring our team, I do think all of that's there as well. I think that if we've had, if, you know, we've had to pivot to deal with certain specific things around COVID-19, either for our clients or for our own group, and our clients have been understanding and respectful of that, and that's wonderful. Um, similarly on the, on the reverse of that, we, we've had to be that way with our clients, you know, some of them have been mightily challenged through this and, and have asked for leniency or this or whatever it is. And, you know, you didn't even have to ask, we'd be more than happy to extend that to, and, and so it's just that spirit, um, of, of, of humanity and empathy, I think is wonderful. I hope that does not go away long after we, we defeat the pandemic, um, and then to your point of communication, man, I think we've all learned to basically over communicate a little bit more. And I think for people who, you know, our, our staffs, you know, this is a large swath of, of introspective folks here who are powerful introverts. Um, but I, I think because of this, they've had to develop or, or strengthen their skills in communicating. And, and that's another positive thing they, they've had to, you know, bring out their feelings and their emotions, type it out, chat it out, you know, do it in things I have not have to do. Well, a very specific thing there that I think um, I have seen kind of folks doing, this is so tactical, but I think it's so helpful. Um, uh, what's his, uh, Matt Mullenweg, the founder and, and uh, mm -hmm. the guy, WordPress, and um, uh, what's the uh, automatic, um, I believe his company, the, the WordPress company anyway, he talks about how... Um, because they have a thousand, two thousand some odd employees scattered all over the world. And he talks about those responses to questions. And it took him a long time to learn to respond directly to the question, mm -hmm. right? Asked. It's essentially that there, there's two things coming out of this that I think are interesting. Is one question to ask is, did you read the whole email <laughs> all the way to the end, right? And so if you, if you did and you still have questions, great, let's talk about them. And then also, could this meeting have been an email? Sure. If we practice that clear, concise communication, and we practice that, Joseph, you said the words collective character, mm -hmm. which I love, because that's the thing that like collectively you come together and you value each other as a person, as a creator, as a contributor, right? And that means you also value each other's time. Mm -hmm. You value each other's input. You value each other's feedback. And you're willing to step up 
for others and they're willing to step up for you. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, just, just if, if I were to just to channel myself, it happened the other day, uh, you know, we were bringing someone into a project and, um, we were going to have a call and I told the group, there's no point in me being on this call because I don't, I, it's just going to be one more voice on a call of, Oh, I'm sorry. Please continue. Right. Like I don't, I don't, we don't need people overlapping each other. So there's no point in me being there. In other words, to your point, I have faith in the, the three or four of you using your skills to figure out how we need to do this. That doesn't need to be six other people or, or at least me on the call. Right. So uh, to your point, I think there's very much a, a respect and a, and, a, and a sense that you can delegate more easily now because you have to. Um, you know, there's a preciousness to those calls, you know, that, that, that not everybody just, 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 or exchanges, I guess is the better word that, that, and that's how I always like to look at it. I, I look at everything like as exchanges, uh, uh, um, uh, commerce, capitalism, it's all about exchange, value exchange, time exchange, property exchange. You know, we're all exchanging something that we have with someone else, knowledge, um, lifetime relationships, connections, money, skills, you know, things like it's all about exchanges, but, but, but it's like in, 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 in the minutia of the exchange, I think we need to pay more attention to like, is it cluttered? Are there too many people trying to exchange? You know, it, it's, 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 it's <laughs> uh, to your point. I think there's, there's more of a sensitivity to that now because the medium of the exchange is, is, is 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 different it's asynchronous it's not face to face i don't have the visual cues potentially if it's not right. you know it's 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 just it's so and so because of that there's a more of a pristineness to it well and, and i think that speaks to that speaks to a long-term goal of that clear um you're you're talking about um when all this is quote unquote over, and I'm saying it in quotes because we don't know what that means. We don't know exactly when that is. We don't know. But to think that we would return to the old ways of doing things, for one, I think is a fool's errand. But for two, like, why don't we lean in? Take these things that we learn about, like how to communicate clearly, how to bring people in, when, and then when not to. And we take that, and that's something that can be successful here, but it can also be successful across all kinds of organizations. Sure. And I do want to specifically talk about something that we pulled off um, in the last um, you know, week or two as everything has ramped up. Um, I'm sure that many of you may have seen on social platforms or otherwise um, messages about COVID-19 from the state of Tennessee. Um, uh, Joseph, I'd like you to talk ab about this from two levels. One, from um, a relational perspective. We talked about that collective character and we talked about stepping up for others um, mm -hmm. when it's time to step up. And so I want to talk to you about, I want you to answer the why. Why did we do this and what are we hoping to accomplish? And then also speak to the tactical and technical implications of how we brought so many people from imagery to writing to talent together to create so much. Right. And I, and that's a, it's a great question, uh, Chris, because it, it, in some ways for me anyway, as I reflect on this, that's, that's paramount in, in my head, the experience that we had last week in doing some of that work with the state. Um, and so sort of just to, 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 to lay out the, the landscape here, we created uh, essentially two two things. Um, we created a a a, a video 
piece for the governor uh, called The Storm is Passing. Um, he wanted to put a message out of hope to people. Um, I think he, you know, he, he understands it as he's had to ratchet up some of the um, uh, mandates to stay at home that people are, are, you know, they're just, they're losing it a little bit and, and they're not feeling it. You turn on the news and it's so, there's so much, so much anxiety. So we wanted to put that out and, and, they, and they turned to us to produce that. And then the second piece was a, a PSA uh, campaign that, that, that uh, we were calling Help Our Heroes um, to, to get the word out that, you know, you need to stay at home to save lives. Um, anyway, we had essentially two days to, to, to do both pieces and to your point, doing that while also remote and observing, you know, uh, isolation was really hard. Um, and, and of course, then working with our folks in, at the state and Nashville as well. Um, we definitely had to lean on our, our tools and, and platforms that we use for, for that. And they performed, you know, super well as they always do, but everybody really came together to do that. Um, you know, in talking about you, you're talking about that change that people go through. And, and I think that there's a sort of a psychological term called resistance. Um, it actually applies to business and creative as well. You know, people, what, what causes stress and anxiety? Resistance, resistance to change, resistance to um, sometimes it's a conscience thing. Like, you know, what's right. You know, what's wrong. You know what you should do when you resist your innate uh, instinct or gut on decisions or in things that builds up. That's what causes anxiety. And I, and I think that in, in, in some of these cases, we, we, we tend to want to resist too much. We know how we should treat people. We know what the right way is, but we override that because of other things, other desires, other needs to win, timelines, pressure, whatever it is, we override that and we resist, but our ability to resist has gone down as this has gone on and everybody's grace has allowed it for, for us to sort of stay more humane. Anyway, my point in that is that you can't go through a creative process like we had to last week and resist and check your humanity at the door. Uh, when we were working with the state, the, the piece on storm was basically pointing out that, look, at the beginning of March, March 3rd, tornadoes hit middle, middle Tennessee. And then only two days later, the first case of COVID-19 hit the state. It's been a double whammy that not many other states can claim. It, it's it's you know it's a it's a it's a jab and a right and a hook. Like it, it, you know we've really had to deal with a lot as a state, and the people have uh, in in the last four weeks. And I had to go through um, tens or, or hundreds of images of this to to help put put that video together. And I can't tell you how how emotional that was. Um, we're in a bit of a bubble here. I'm in a bit of a bubble in East Tennessee. Both on, on both of these points, you know, we, we, we had some bad storms, but we, we didn't really have any destruction mm -hmm. here, right? You didn't have, and, you know, and, and even as COVID-19 is going, and I'm not minimizing those who are suffering with it here, but but we've been fairly, you know, it's, it's been light in terms of how we have felt it here in East Tennessee um, versus, say, Nashville, Memphis or other urban areas. And so and so to have to go in there and look at these images where people have lost their Everything they have, their family, their, 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 their possessions, their homes, uh, they're in the rubble. They might have lost a loved one. I believe 25 people were killed by the tornadoes. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, just a, it's just such an emotional thing. So when you go through that process, you, you, you want to make sure that you're doing it for the right reasons, that you're channeling the right emotions, and that you're treating people through that process in the right way. That's sort of how you build something that's meaningful. 
you know. Um, and, and we did. Uh, everybody was wonderful through that process. Um, we had people here, Ben, Taylor, uh, people at Design Sensory who, who, who put nights in. Michael Cummins at Pop Fizz, he's their senior editor and, and post-production manager. Uh, he, he worked until 3 a.m. Friday night to deliver the final piece for the governor. You know, and it's that kind of, and, and didn't, didn't, there was not one complaint. Seriously, not, nothing. He fell asleep. I, I, I should share this, but he fell asleep while waiting for it to render. Oh my gosh. And then got up while we all went to bed thinking, all right, we'll just deal with this in the morning. And he got up and, and then, and then delivered it. You know, it's kind of like, you know, cr crawling across the finish line, but, but doing it in a, in a 48, you know, hour sprint essentially. Um, and so it's just those kind of stories where the message is meaningful and touching and emotional. The way we made it was the same way. There was a struggle and it was meaningful and it brought everybody together. Um, and then the response to that has been great. It's, I mean, it's gone all the way out to even the calm people at the White House who've responded about how hopeful that message, you know, is and was. At the same time, we had to create that PSA and, you know, and that's a whole other, uh, a whole other conversation about, you know, finding the right tone. Um, is it, is it too bleak? Um, is it too hard hitting? Is it too sobering? Is it, will, is pe will people respond well to this? Um, they're already, it's already a contentious, you know, idea, especially here that freedoms have been either suspended or, you know, um, challenged, um, by government in order to mandate that people stay home. And so having to work on that is a completely different mindset. And once again, you have to come at that with, with a certain grace that, and respect for the audience that you believe in what you're saying, um, that they should do that, and, and that you yourself would um, follow that advice, you know, um, that you're not just sort of putting it out as propaganda that you don't really care about. Um, and I think our whole team, Design Sensory, the people who worked on that, we, we all... Um, you know, we, we, we all align to what we put out. You know how they say like, you don't make something you would want, make something that you, you yourself would enjoy. It's sort of the same thing. I don't, wouldn't call it enjoy. In this case, it's, you know, we made messages that we wanted to hear, needed to hear, need, need other people to hear and will follow as well. So, well, again, we're coming back to that collective character, right? So you're not in, in, in a situation like that, um, and may, this can be industry specific, you know, too, but it is just folks stepping up for each other. Mm -hmm. Right. And then speaking to the community as a whole, and there is a contention, right. About overreach and this and that, um, and, and whatever side of the, the aisle that someone wants to be on, I would just, um, like the way that, the way that we're taking it is that I love just the collective character. What do we mean to each other and what do we mean for each other right um and making those making those sacrifices that are necessary um the, in the short term it's it's hard but in the long term like we all want to get to that new normal we all want to get to that place where we can start to define what that means again and the more that we do for each other now the more that matters um what would you say, and, and Joseph, maybe we can have another conversation in a couple of, you know, in a couple sure. of weeks, kind of as we, as we, you know, as we make our way, you know, through these, through these times. Um, but what would you say to folks out there that are, uh, you know, that are listening, that are, are looking for a, looking for a light, looking for something to kind of guide their way? What would you say to folks right now? 
you know, I, I would, I came uh, driving in to the office this morning. Um, there was a quote on the radio and the quote was, you know, uh, it was positive people during negative times win. And, you know, I found that quote very interesting. Uh, I love the quote. I, I don't know about the choice at the end of winning. You know, what does that mean? Winning? It's very, sounds very harsh. Um, I'm reading a book right now uh, about finite and infinite games, and it's a bit of I'm a bit of ahead of the curve on this one. I found out that this is a, a book Simon Sinek. You know, oh, yeah. everybody, you know, he's always got something every 18 months that that will take over the world in terms of memes and thoughts. But he he's based this on uh, a body of work that's that's uh, actually been around for a while. And the idea is people, you know, how do you view life? And in business, the work that you do, do you view it as a game to be won where there are winners and losers and there's an end? Or do you view things as a game that never ends, that has that ideally where everybody finds a way to win and can continue to participate in playing the game? And because that is how everybody wins. And so back to that point, when I when I hear winning, I'm not thinking about that as like, oh, well, let's say positive to win. We're not looking to win. There's no winning when people are dying like this. I think the win here is that we come out of this smarter, stronger, mm -hmm. more humble. Um, we come out of this more emotional, uh, more empathetic, um, that we get a chance to be better people. You know, and, and, and that's the optimism I think is, 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 is what I would channel. So that's what I would say to everybody is that I think for me, often I need a, a goal at the end. And so, so that, because it makes it easier for me to, to know every day as I step forward that there's something I'm working towards. And, and I know right now for people just sitting at home, maybe that's very hard for them to see, but, but that would be the goal. How can I get through this better? You know? How, how can I, in, in incremental ways, how can I be a stronger uh, um, husband, you know, wife, father, you know, whatever, all those roles I have, how can I be better at those? You know, how, how can I just make everything better? I'm getting time right now, you know, to, to, to do that in a way. That's how people should look at this. What, what can I do to make the most of it? And, and I think that if, if, if people can, can do that, they'll, they will find pockets of hope in every small moment of every single day. Um, and then just lean on each other. You know, I think that's the one other thing th to this, Chris, that's interesting. You know, I, I, my background's in psychology and sociology. And one of the things that, you know, people will tell you is that there are different cultures out there. Of course, this is a global pandemic and you've got countries with different governments and different people and their cultures, right? The very interdependent p cultures, you know, out in Asia, as an example, they, they're very, because that's just how they've been. Whereas we've got a very independent culture um, here in the U.S. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we, we need to, you know, we, we know who we are. As a as our as a character of our country, a you know, manifest destiny, you know, <laughs> spread sea to sea, coast to coast. This is us, you know. We we I love that about the U.S. and our culture, you know, that we we will we will um, that cowboy culture. We're brave. We'll go in. We'll do what we need to do. We'll get it done, you know. But but I think that part of it about that team piece of that too, that we're also interdependent and. Just because we're apart does not mean we're together, right? Things like that. 
um, I think that's a, it, this, this is a good time and a good reminder that, that we're not alone and that we have each other. And I think sometimes we forget about that. Well, and in, in these times, for those folks out there that do want to lean in and lean on each other, right? I mean, one of the things about making the, making the best of any kind of situation sometimes is just making like the time. Like you're saying, finding those small moments, finding those those things. And I'll uh, I'll take us out with this, with a plea to everyone out there, um, particularly you guys, you, you, you folks out there that make things, that create. Um, there's a lot of you out there that are hurting right now. Um, there's a lot of folks that are uncertain, right, in, in, in design and in production, music makers, artists, um, and uh, the folks that make communities better our nonprofits. Maybe we can do a whole episode just on, you know, that would be a tremendous thing actually, because there's so much that's been done for that. You know, you want to talk about tactical real life, um, uh, examples of how people have found hope and then come together for each other. Uh, I mean, I think that's a great idea, McAdoo, in terms of just looking at that and the innovation that's come from that, the pivots people have made in their businesses, um, the, 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 the rallies, that people have had to help sustain small business and nonprofits. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is really <laughs> touching to say the least. There's a, there's a lot out there, and there's a lot of support out there. And I would say, for one, if you are feeling um, that isolation, um, please, please, please um, reach out, reach out to anybody, reach out to 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 anybody. And then, if you've got the means, uh, I would like to to say to everybody uh, I, i'm defining what essential means right because essential right now means those doctors those nurses those right now the grocery clerks that are on the front lines right that is a, that is that is essential and those guys are doing the hard work and god bless every single one of them and i would also say to those folks at home that it's a different kind of essential but i believe that creativity. I believe that art, I believe that the ability to express yourself or express your art for others is absolutely essential. And I would urge you to not abandon that in these times. Um, I don't know what that looks like for everybody, but I know what it looks like for me. And I know that I like for my own personal sanity, I have to create you have to fight through and you have to create because you want to make that better world. You want to figure out what you can do, you know, uh, and, and what you can do for others. Um, so anyway, that's what we've got for you today. I want to thank, uh, I want to thank Joseph. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation. Yeah, you guys, um, all of you, like I say, hang in there. I think we will. We'll have another conversation in uh, in another week or two. Um, thanks to Brad for for making this all happen, Brad Carpenter, and thanks to everybody at um, just everybody for one in our industry and 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 not just in the creative community as a whole. Again, seeing those people come together um, to support each other. Anyway, guys, this has been a I, I don't know, a, a special, ep- an after school special episode of best behavior. Um, but we are so happy. We are, we are so proud to be able to bring you, you know, this message and proud to bring people together under, um, 
under the, 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 the direction of making things. Um, so anyway, speaking of making things, I think everybody hunker down and while you're there, let's all make something great. Hey, thanks for listening uh, to Best Behavior Creative Club. I really appreciate it, and I hope you enjoyed what you just heard. Best Behavior Creative Club is a Design Sensory production and a DS original series hosted by me, Chris McAdoo. We're produced by Brad Carpenter and executive produced by Joseph Nother. Sound engineering by Hunter Foster and music by Matt Honkinen of Pitchwire. If you like what you heard, Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, etc., etc. Please leave us a review or drop us a line at bestbehavior at designsensory.com. Hey, y'all, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Now, go make something great. <laughs>